Well, good morning, good evening, and good night. This is Michael Aaron Cossidis here, and we've got another edition of Queer Voice on Anchor.fm. And I'd like to uh, thank you all for tuning in to today's episode, pre-recorded as it is. And I just knew I had to get it out as soon as I could. There have been so many things going on, and I definitely hope that you all, we all, had a great 4th of July. Um, I know I did. I relaxed, and I got some much-needed rest, and and that's about the long and short of it. Um, so, there was a lot of a uh, there was a lot of stuff going on with the uh, the. I almost said Trump inauguration, and it, it wasn't so much a Freudian flip as much as it was just a repeat of everything that I've been hearing everyone say on the mainstream news as far as um, what that represented. But it was the Salute to America, um, 4th of July celebration, and, uh, you know, there's been a lot of things that have been said about that, and we can get into that later and um and just a bit um there were a bunch of topics i had wanted to speak to in this episode um including aside from the salute to america and all of the lies that were told about the attendance and you know everything that it stood for um but also um i had wanted to touch base on some of the things that are happening in the southern border of our country and um some issues that dealt more specifically with the immigration and illegal immigration issues that we're having in our country as well as how that ties into the hispanic communities here in the united states particularly since i am a member of such and then also um how that tied into our president uh Donald Trump um, and some of the viewpoints, the varying viewpoints um, as bipolar and uh, opposite as they are um, from each other. I don't really think there's too much middle ground when it comes to border and immigration issues when it comes to Trump. I, I really believe that for the most part, you're either with him and you believe in uh, having borders and also in um, uh, you know, also in pursuing the just actionable cases of law, um, which does provide um, legal and illegal status for immigrants. And there is a difference between legal and illegal immigrants here in the United States. Or you're totally against Trump and basically you don't believe in open borders, as the Democrats stated during their debate. Just about all of them, I believe, uh, called for making borders, basically illegal border crossing, um, not illegal. So they wouldn't be breaking any laws and that would take care of that problem, which essentially means you don't have um, a border because you're not enforcing any kind of law that would stop anyone from coming into the country. Um, and a country without borders is not a country at all. Uh, anyways, so I wanted to kind of get into that and um, also the border visit with AOC, but so much breaking news. Things are traveling so fast right now. Um, they say this is the age of the quickening, you know, and definitely it is. If you hadn't noticed that, perhaps time is moving a little quicker, relative as it is, um, subjective as it is. Uh, but you kind of feel it, don't you? We're already here. Um, 
past halfway through uh, the year 2019, and I feel like we were just in 2009, not but yesterday. So definitely the quickening is happening, and along with that, uh, the quickening to the enlightenment and the unveiling of all, or when we're able to see what's going on, um, that's happening. So something happened this past weekend. And that would be um, a major, major, major cornerstone in the case of, I guess, what people call conspiracy theorists and um, a major, major hallmark in the case of those who have been following um, this path for a set amount of time was that um, known child molester and human trafficker. Jeffrey Epstein was again arrested, um, charged for trafficking, uh, sex trafficking, um, and uh, child trafficking. So I kind of think I want to talk about that today. I think that's a very important topic. I think there's going to be a lot of things going on with that. And I do believe that um, there's going to also be a lot of confusion and a lot of misinformation put out about that. So I want to do my due diligence to um, just share the knowledge or share the things that I'm aware of and see how that plays into the field and spectrum of everything that's going on out there in the world and on the web streams and in the, you know, in the the cosmos as everything goes out into the universe. So um, we have this character, Jeffrey Epstein. He is a um, multi-millionaire. Uh, sorry, he's not even a multi-millionaire. He is a billionaire. And um, he has been um, he has been spoken of in circles, uh, patriot circles and conspiracy theorist circles for a long time. I know since even before um, a lot of this uh, Clinton and Me Too movement started happening, um, as you all may recall, during the 2000. Uh, the 2016 election cycle, um, Bill Clinton and his um, sexual shenanigans were one of the hot topics and one of the most debatable um, issues that were brought up, um, not just by, you know, President Trump himself, but also by, um, you know, the independent media, um, as well as followers of that. Um, We even had, like, competitions going on, um, you know, a la Infowars that, you know, know, encouraged people to spread the word about Bill Clinton being a rapist, which, you know, Bill Clinton has settled rape cases. So Bill Clinton, um, former president, he's very well tied into all of this. And we won't leave it at Clinton. We'll get into another character who is in Trump's cabinet. And I'm not talking about Alex Acosta. I'm talking about someone else far more prominent who I believe is also going to be brought down by a lot of this because the number one thing, or I shouldn't say number one, but one of the main ideas that Trump wanted to get out there and initiate in his presidency was to stop, cease, halt, do whatever he could to stop the human trafficking of women, boys, children. Sure, there's even men in there, but, you know, your your main dishes for these human traffickers, whether it be for sex or for drugs, is uh, women and children. So um, that was one of his main points. Um, 
he did that uh, successfully, I would say, um, once he got into um, once he got into office, he um, he signed some um, executive orders that um, um, allowed the uh, federal government to seize um, properties and to seize um, wealth and money of individuals who were charged with such um, with such occurrences, um, as well as visiting the CIA and letting them know that he was well aware of where they were involved in such, um, such, I hate to use the word shenanigans, but where they were involved in such activities, um, because the CIA has been involved in human trafficking as well. Um, and he was letting them know it's coming to a stop. Um, he, uh, he has been a president who's been more successful at arresting and convicting and stopping not only human trafficking and child trafficking for sex, um, but as well as um, pedophiles and sex rings, and um, has been able to get these people brought to justice um, far more than any other president in the past. So I think that says something about um, he and his character and definitely his message going forward. Um, the whole sex thing, uh, sexual thing where it comes to human trafficking as well as, you know, pedophilia and child molestation. And in the last episode, I kind of touched on some of these, um, I, I dare say some of these uh, illnesses, but I don't want people to confuse that with, um, you know, a leniency for a mental illness. But literally, it's, it's, a, it's a disease of the soul um, that causes that type of behavior, wickedness, um, however you want to put it, to harm other individuals. Um, whether or not that adult feels the child is being consensual or not um, is because uh, it is known, it is recognized that um, in order to get into the club, you know, you kind of got to... Um, you got to go through your hazing day, and uh, one of the passageways into the higher realms is uh, is to have that type of activity um, that they can hold over you. Uh, by they, I mean uh, prominent members of the deep state, and some people question uh, what the deep state is, and they figure if you use um, a phrase or a term like the deep state that you're just some crackpot lunatic that doesn't know what you're talking about because that's kind of of like a straw man or a blanket theory or something like that. But uh, for lack of a better word, would you rather me say Illuminati? I don't know. I don't, I don't prescribe to using the word Illuminati, although I'm very well aware of the history of, um, you know, the Bavarian Illuminati and the light and the dark uh, sects of that um, belief and or society, if you want to put it that way. But um, these individuals who are in the higher realms uh, behind the politicians, uh, we're talking like banker status and higher, probably, we uh, that is their admission um, because they can't have you playing for their team unless they have something that they can hold over you. Uh, so I've heard several stories uh, where that is the passageway in and you know they have to be able to have that evidence. And um, these are things that they force some of these people to do, and I'm sure that there are some that do it willingly.
we can talk about Jeffrey Epstein, and we can talk about the Lolita Express. So whenever I was first getting involved or being exposed to some of this knowledge, um, that was one of the talking points that the independent media and independent investigators would often bring up. Um, they would often bring up Jeffrey Epstein and um, Lolita Express, which is um, an airplane that or a private jet that he would use to fly um, individuals out to his island in the Caribbean, um, where said um, sexual acts and pedophilia, uh, and from what I'm told, even more than that, occurred. And um, I'll save some of that other deeper information for later. It's going to come around anyways. They kind of touched on it um, in uh, the previous year um, whenever we had... Um, whenever we had the Pizzagate issue coming around, uh, and they are talking about artist Maria Abramovic and her satanic rituals, and the different celebrities and different politicians and prominent people who partook or partake in these rituals, um, that uh, is kind of where I'm going with some of that. And there's a deeper realm of sickness that goes past just the sexual acts of pedophilia and children. Um, we'll share someday, if you haven't heard already, uh, you'll probably hear eventually sooner than I would think, especially since, as I said, um, Epstein was arrested on Saturday. So uh, Lolita Island, or sorry, not the Lolita Express, and I'm trying to remember the name of his island uh, where he took these individuals to, um, you know, have sex with children and slaves and do other things. Um other dire and far more darker things. Um, so, as the story goes, um, Epstein, who's a prominent individual, like I said, billionaire, um, has uh, been been associated and doing these things for. I mean, I've been I've been awake to it for over ten years. So he's been he's been doing these activities for that long of a time. Now he did have a private. Um, a jet or plane, uh, which they called the Lolita Express, where he would fly prominent people out to his island, his private island, and like I said, they would partake in these sexual acts. Um, there are several prominent people who have been listed as taking flights on that uh, plane, and um, believe it or not, Bill Clinton former president, is one of them. And so I think that's very important. Now, there's several other prominent individuals, but I want to focus more on uh, where the Clintons are connected, as well as Trump's connection, um, and then some of the other things like Alex Acosta, because uh, people keep bringing him up like it's really going to hurt the Trump administration and or, you know, the Republican Party and or uh, Trump supporters that much. But um, I'm not aware of all that Acosta has been involved in with, uh, you know, government and politics. I know that he was the um, prosecutor in Miami at the time when Epstein was initially arrested. And this was about a year ago. And he is uh, cited as having been the prosecutor who 
signed the affidavit that let Epstein off easy and basically kind of throughout the case, they were able to kind of, um, they were able to acquit it and, uh, uh, what is the other word? They were able to, um, uh, they were able to settle it outside of court, so uh, juries were never able to hear full testimony from the victims um, that had come forward to um, um, to to seek justice for what uh, uh, for the um, for the crimes that Acosta had committed against them. So now this is very interesting to me, um, and we'll get back to Acosta in a minute because here in 2017 or so um, we had. Uh, three to four victims that came forward and they were ready to testify. Um, you know, they were public about it, obviously, because they were filing a lawsuit. Um, and they were ready to go at it. You know, they, and I get, I guess I don't really know the background as to why Acosta, um, allowed Jeffrey Epstein to get off so easily. I could only assume that, you know, maybe there are some backdoor dealings that are going on there. Um, as they often say, if you're affluent, then you can get off easier in criminal court cases or whatever types of cases, because, you know, sometimes, um, as in the case that I had here in Texas with one individual that, uh, had a DWI, you know, the father could hobnob with a judge and, uh, they could just erase their son's, uh, DWI and uh, felony manslaughter because of that. Um, so yeah, I mean, that kind of thing does happen. Of course, there are always going to be, well, there, I shouldn't say there are always going to be, but up to this point in our history, there have always been individuals who shirk the law or who do not respect the rule of law and uh, selfishly will um, turn the cheek and help someone who helps them, you know, scratching back kind of thing. You can call it the good old boys system if you want to. Um, I have issues with that. But either way, the reason why I bring up that point is because one of the talking points that is coming up now is in regards to, like, a 13-year-old uh, girl who says she was raped by Donald Trump, and I think there might be a 14-year-old now who says she was raped by Donald Trump. And, of course, you have people just running with that story with no accurate information, um, with no confirmation, um, but they want to plant those seeds into individuals' minds because, in my mind, they're filled with desperation, and, unfortunately, they are filled with hate, and they just want... Uh, it's just total divisiveness. I mean, in my opinion, if you don't like a president and in my lifetime, in my understanding of the way politicians work and the way the government works, there have been like zero that I have liked. Um, but they were still our president and we still had to show face and support them and, you know, do what you can uh, to spread the truth and to also um, kind of share that knowledge and then do your digging and do your sleuthing and do your information seeking and get the truth out there and get the ball rolling. Um, but you have these individuals um, who accused Trump and I guess this was, you know, a few months ago, probably around the start of his uh, his running for his campaign because everything against Trump kind of started happening at that point. Whereas before, nothing was really being said about Trump until, you know, they started to take him as a serious candidate uh, for the office of the presidency of the United States of America. Um, but uh, these individuals, these uh, these these 
miners who are laying claim against Trump, um, they 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 dropped their cases. They didn't settle. They uh, they withdrew their charges. Um, they called themselves Jane Doe and John Doe and Jane Doe S and Janet Doe, and uh, they claim it's because they um, they're afraid of the backlash and they're afraid that they'll be hurt for um, you know uh, raising these issues against Trump and his campaign, which I find to be total baloney. In in most cases, from what I've learned, uh, deep state characters, individuals, bankers, politicians, uh, the higher ups will. Um, they will throw out fake cases, and I don't mean like throw out of the system. Like they will, they will serve you up with a fake or fraudulent case, because even though it's a lie and even though it's fake, it'll hit the news cycle, and the mockingbird media will do their, you know, their due due diligence as they often have since at least the 1950s, 60s, and they will spread that fake news like wildfire and the point isn't to bring down an individual with truth and see justice served the point is to defame the character to raise doubt in the base to just destroy someone's perspective on that individual Um, and then it becomes far easier for them to pull the trigger uh, whether that's a false flag trigger, meaning it's a, it's a situation that they invented themselves, or to put in a patsy or a plant and to take someone down and to have the general public believe it because it's a story that has been cycled in the news, fake as it was. Um, it doesn't matter. Enough people heard it for enough people to believe it and not enough people to have investigated it and to have shared the truth. So in the case of the 13, 14-year-old girls who are coming out against Donald Trump, you know what? Why don't we have them open up the investigation again? Why don't we have them, you know, take the stand as witnesses? Um, why don't we have them, um, you know, list their names? It's not like, you know, um, little AOC girl who's now being doxxed and her life threatened. Uh, you see her, you know who she is. She's staring you right in the face. She won't blur you up because this is an individual of truth. This is as parody as it is, as much satire as it is, you know, she's being brave by being out there and doing something like that, um, regardless of, of what it is that she is talking about. I mean, she's making fun of AOC. She's making fun of the Alexandria person. And I mean, Ocasio-Cortez makes it so much easier and she does it herself i you know little aoc doesn't really have to do it but um you have that young child who's facing real threats um her parents and she and then you have these individuals who want to hide um because apparently they're going to be um threatened if anyone knows who they really are and people will go ahead and run with that story even though there is no basis of confirmation on any of it. But they are hoping and they are praying and they are wishing, wanting, and dreaming that this is a true story because the Russian collusion was not. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if they call for a four-year investigation into the Trump-Epstein collusion. And that ties up the new cycle for the next two to four years. It's very quite possible.
But anyways, that's all I had to say about that. Um, I think that before people start running with those ideas and speculations, they need to have that actually taken to the stand and taken to the case, um, lest we end up in another, um, I was going to say Cernovich, sorry, I'm thinking about Mike right now, unless unless we end up in another Kavanaugh situation where we have um, a very bad actress who probably undoubtedly did go through the circumstances that she describe in her case, but probably it was at several other parties. Um, after all, there were uh, there were clips of her in her school yearbook and underwears and doing sexual things. Apparently, in affluent America, it is okay for high school students to be sexualized at a very young age and to be open about it and to not really think much about it, but um, Dr. Lacey Ford, the terrible impromptu actress, um, she probably did experience such things, unfortunately, but they were probably at the hands of several other people and not Brett Kavanaugh, and she was just trying to project onto him. Anyways, um, that's what you're going to end up here with, and um, it's not going to work. Um, GPS Fusion, or Fusion GPS, they already tried to tie Trump to... Um, the Epstein cycle, they tried to tie him to the Lolita Express, and um, that just did not happen. Uh, they were very unsuccessful in that manner, and I highly doubt that they will be able to find anything on Trump now, but Lord knows they're already pushing it through the cycle. And uh, they're pushing it through the cycle, I believe, because um, this is real. This is a real case, and this case is really threatening to bring down the system. Um, it's, it's very, very, very... We're very close now, y'all, because... Um, the general public really couldn't believe that these types of events happen. They couldn't believe that uh, wealthy people, politicians, um, celebrities, uh, uh, actually, um, they actually participate in such activities. But to the person, to a person like me who doesn't have, you know. Uh, bunches and gobs and stacks of money to spend, I just don't see that as being realistic. Um, it's just crazy to think that people would do that, um, that people would even do that with their money. But these individuals, yeah, they can and they do. Um, the Nexium case is a good example of that. Uh, all actors involved, and I don't mean literal actors, but all people involved, um, most of them have already been convicted, and it was in fact a sex cult, and they did have sex slaves, and this stuff does happen. So now we're going to get into Jeffrey Epstein and um, into his Lolita Express. Um, well, let's see. We have um, the Clinton Foundation. Uh, and I'm sorry, not the Clinton Foundation. That's a story for another day. The Clintons in general. They were, um, they have been named as um, participating in flights on Lolita Express to Jeffrey Epstein's private island. Um, Bill Clinton himself has been listed in the charter or the manifest um, for the flights over 20 times. In fact, um, some of those times he even ditched the Secret Service um, to be on those flights and to um, be present on the island with Jeffrey Epstein and 
other prominent bankers and financiers and politicians, um, which is which is uh, which is very telling. Uh, some sources say that uh, you know the Secret Service themselves were getting ready to come forward with a lot of the things that they were seeing of President Clinton and other such individuals, um, Trump not included. And uh, that is why the Clinton, uh, Bill Clinton started dodging them whenever he would attend these. Uh, it was uh, Lolita Express and Orgy Island uh, is uh, what they so lovingly name his island, Jeffrey Epstein Island, which is a private island located in the United States Virgin Islands. So um, on the Lolita Express, um, uh, the sexual activities would take place. Um, sex slaves are what they're said to have had. Um, and a lot of them underage, a lot of them would be uh, minors. So we're talking about pedophilic activities as well. And as I said, when I first uh, started getting involved in, uh, in this pathway, when I started getting, uh, some people lovingly call red-pilled, um, I was um, very much aware that this was a huge talking point. This was one of the smoking guns. This is one of the receipts that the Patriots and the independent uh, journalists had against Bill Clinton and the Deep State and the Illuminati, whatever you want to call them. Um, and that was the fact that he participated in these activities. So even, um, even uh, other individuals, I think Prince Andrew... Um, of, uh, I think, of Britain, um, is said to have participated as well. So I know he's sweating bullets right now, um, uh, Mr. Andrews, Mr. Prince Andrews, and um, Trump's not. So uh, we'll see what all happens. But let's get back to Acosta, because I love running in circles. So we were talking about um, Alex Acosta, and as I was saying... I'm not 100% sure where he stands in a lot of these things, but I would definitely say, from what I've read, that Mr. Acosta is most definitely definitely a member of the swamp that um, Trump is trying to drain. So we have all of these wishful thinkers out there um, just you know, tweeting and commenting and wishing, dreaming, and hoping that Alex Acosta is convicted and that he's sent to jail for letting Mr. Epstein off easy. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, I guess they figure it's going to hurt the Trump administration and hurt his credibility. And it's like I stated in the previous episode when we're talking about um, some of the independent media out there doubting Trump and um, doubting his integrity um, and naming him as a neocon and naming him as a deep state representative, that this individual, as well as the team of patriots working behind him, know the score, they know the players, and they know what they're doing. So I would guesstimate that um, Trump took Alex Acosta from uh, Miami, Florida as a prosecutor and put him into the um, position of what it was a chair of labor or something like that uh, to keep a thumb on him um, because he knows of his involvement with these individuals. And it is much easier when you have them close to you and in your circle to keep an eye on those whom 
have been involved in such dealings. So, I, I mean, even looking at Acosta, he kind of looks like he would be that individual. I mean, he probably flew on the Lolita Express too, although I don't quote me because I haven't read the manifests, all of them myself. I've just seen a few of them. And um, yeah, um, you know what? I mean, so be it. If, if it takes down Acosta, it takes down Acosta. It's, it's, it's just, it's got to be what it's got to be. And it's, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And I really don't think it's going to hurt Trump's administration. I don't see it as a mark on his integrity. Um, what I do see it as, an individual who's smart enough to keep his enemies close, um, to keep the swamp creatures closer, um, so that this way he can make sure that when it's drained out, they are flushed with the bath water. And uh, that might be exactly what's happening. So <laughs> I really want to say what I want to say regarding that other individual that I mentioned earlier, but we'll get to that in a second. Because as I started at the head of this episode, uh, one of the main goals for Trump was to go after the human traffickers and to stop the pedophiles. And as I said, he's been far more successful than any other individual president to date. And uh, we even had, I think it was, uh, his name is Prince. Uh, he was a former Blackwater, I believe, Eric Prince, maybe, um, who went out and uh, started a task force to get these individuals, um, pedophiles, um, uh, brought to justice. And they even started um, a television program in which they would show these things happening. It was canned. Um, they don't want you to know. But in California State alone, and I think there was even a case here in Texas, um, that they have, they have successfully busted sex human trafficking dens. We're talking... SWAT, FBI, police going into places that they've been investigating and that they've heard of these cases happening, and they are freeing individuals. They are finding people, humans, women and children, locked up in pens and being kept as sex slaves. Like, they are liberating these people. You don't hear about this stuff on the news. You don't hear about this stuff in the mainstream media. And you have to ask yourself why. Because these are massive stories. And they really just don't, and they, I mean the Mockingbird media and those whom they support, don't want the public to have an idea that these kinds of things exist. Because if you can relate to it, or if you're familiar with it, when the hammer comes swinging down, plausible deniability is a lot harder if the general public is aware of an activity like that as being common or as occurring regularly. Now, they've had people freed from sex slavery and sex dens. Um, they've busted pedophiles. Um, they have a task force that we're going after these people. Um, all of this is happening. And now you have Epstein and his Lolita Express. And then you had Nexium before that. So it's it's kind of snowballing to where the public's heard so much about it that they can actually relate to it and they can understand that these things do happen. So some other information that had come out um, that hasn't been publicly released, um, but my sources' sources say, was that on July 3rd, of this year, uh, prior to Epstein's arrest, that hundreds of documents were released 
in regards to the case of um, Jeffrey Epstein and um, Lolita Express and his victims. Hundreds of these documents were released and officially, I guess, I guess they the process started on the 3rd and they were officially released on Independence Day. Um, that showed that the Obama administration had actually suppressed a lot of this information regarding Jeffrey Epstein. And so in tandem with Acosta giving him, you know, an easy, an easy, um, an easy go, an easy pass on uh, the crimes that he has committed, Mr. Jeffrey Epstein, Obama and his administration suppressed the information that was coming out in regards to that. Now, some of this information, um, and I have not read the document, but I have seen it, um, names, names more prominent individuals and more prominent politicians um, as having been visitors to Epstein's Orgy Island and travelers on his Lolita Express. So it does not stop at Bill Clinton and even Hillary Clinton because she wrote on it before as well. Just um, Bill's been there a whole lot more times than Hillary has. So um, I think that's all very well said and interesting. Um, like I said... A lot of people are going to be running with this. A lot of people are going to be trying to pin this on Trump. Um, they're going to be saying, uh, there's already quotes out here where, you know, Trump saying, yeah, Jeffrey Epstein, yeah, he's an all right guy. You know, he likes beautiful women as much as I do. And and, he, and some even younger. Um, that might be telling right there. You know, he might have been kind of just like, you know, throwing just a little bit of tea, a little bit of side, sh uh, side shade, Mr. Epstein's way. But as I said, Democrat-backed Fusion GPS, who's also responsible for the fake news dossier, um... They already tried to pin this Epstein connection on Trump in 2017, and they failed. They were not able to find anything, even in the case of the Jane Doe's who are coming out that people are so ravenously and ravenously tweeting over and, um, and, uh, and sharing. Um, but nothing was found. So I would say that it's nothing that we need to worry about, and everyone else who's a hater of the administration currently, they will speculate, they will speculate, speculate, speculate until their teeth, until their face are blue. And that's okay. Um, we can let them speculate. Um, there, there are several, several warriors and soldiers of truth out there who can as easily put them in their place as just as easily share the information with their friends and their families and their associates so that this way they too are aware. Um, and that's why I was saying that there are a lot of things that are going to be coming up that people are not going to understand and they're not going to want to. Um, people are already, you know, ignoring the fact that the Clintons were involved with Jeffrey Epstein. I mean, there's pictures of uh, Donald Trump and Jeffrey all over the place right now, but they're not showing the picture of, of like, you know, Bill and, and his buddies with Epstein on his island and stuff like that. So, I mean, definitely, definitely biased there, but, you know, it is what it is, as the cliche goes. And we will continue to press forward until our... Vigilance and integrity pays its way through. And to that, I would also say a major congratulations uh, goes out to one Mike Cernovich, who has been demonized by several in the mainstream media, several on the left and several liberals.
um, for being the individual who brought the lawsuit to Jeffrey Epstein to begin with. You know, you had you had people like Infowars and Alex Jones who'd been reporting it for years. Um, Epstein Island, Epstein Island, Epstein Island. I remember that myself, you know, but uh, Mike Cernovich is the one who took legal action um, against it and brought that attention to the legal system. And it was the Miami Herald that brought attention to that. And, you know, it's always better to stay in the light, they say, because in the cover of darkness, you never know what could happen. So it's a good thing that the Miami Herald picked that story up. Um, so that is some interesting information I think that I could share with you all in regards to what's going on right now with Jeffrey Epstein. Um, and, uh, just as a, just as a means of deterrent out there from the onslaught of Trump Epstein collusion that we're about to hear, because I guarantee it come Monday morning, we will start that cycle on the news and we will hear that. I'm telling you, every single individual is going to use that. And in fact, if there's another debate coming up in the, before they get this thing solved, I would not doubt that the candidates will bring this up in their debate speeches as well. They'll probably use that as a talking point or a platform. We'll bring Donald Trump to justice for the heinous crimes that he did against children and pedophiles. Um, pedophiles that he supports and stuff like that. And I just don't see that going anywhere other than being a major flop talking point that will be followed by several of disengaged or ignorant, or apathetic, or biased individuals that just want to go with it, and just want to spread it, and just want to divide and conquer. And that's the long and short of it. So, um, Alex Acosta, Swamp Creature, may he long be drained out and uh, put in his place. I do believe that that is something that is going to occur. Um, which brings me to that point wherein I was uh, mentioning another character. <laughs> another character involved in such shenanigans. And we're talking about the human trafficking. And we're talking about child trafficking and pedophilia. Very, very prominent member in Trump's cabinet. And again, I believe that this person is in the position he is so that they can keep their thumb on him. Now, this individual has been implicated and indicted in human trafficking cases, which do include child trafficking in Florida and in the Midwest. And it's either Illinois or Michigan or Minnesota, um, you know what? I have my handy dandy computer here right now. I can tell you for myself what this person, what state this person was. Um, so this person's already been implicated. He's already been indicted. I want to say it's quite possible that he was actually already convicted. Um, this is an individual who, and I always go, you know, or at least I try to, I always try to go gut first, you know, first thought, right thought, go with your gut feeling. When I saw this person, I just knew he was a neocon. I knew he was a deep state operative. I knew he was a political shill. I just felt it in my bones. And if you really, if, if I really were to be honest with you, when I saw this man, 
the first thought that came to my mind was Lyndon Baines Johnson. This is going to be the next Lyndon Baines Johnson in that he will assist with pulling the trigger on Trump's assassination. He will take his place and he will bring in that new world order and he will bring in that Armageddon that everyone is so afraid of and that everyone is always talking about. And that is one Vice President Mike Pence. So he was supposed to fly out, and Indiana is the state, by the way, where he's been prosecuted. He was supposed to fly out, well, not prosecuted, but in, indicted slash implicated. He was supposed to fly out to New Hampshire next, uh, no, this past week. And that was put to a halt. And nobody knows why. But if you know that this man is already implicated, his name is already on the docket, it's already there, that he is involved as being one of the um, leaders and or spearheads of a human trafficking sex ring, including children, in the United States and abroad. That's why he is where he is. And who knows why he was going to New Hampshire. I mean, they said it was to give some speech, but maybe he was going out there to give Epstein a warning that he was going to be arrested when he returned to the States this weekend. Maybe he was flying out to New Hampshire to, I don't know, to get rid of evidence. Who knows? I'm speculating now. But the man was put to a halt, and we'll see what Trump says, because he did say that we would find out, um, we would find out what, maybe in next week? Actually, to be honest, yeah, this week, uh, to be honest, I, I hear big bombs might be dropping on Friday the 12th of July. So do stay tuned because it's going to be the end of the news day and something's going to happen. Something's going to be released. Something's going to be revealed. And uh, Trump says um, that we'll find, out about, uh, we'll find out about Pence and why they abruptly canceled his trip sometime this upcoming week. We're now in it. Monday starts it, um, and uh, we will find out. But even even if you go back to, and the reason why I further believe that Pence is a deep state operative and he was intended to take the place of Donald Trump after his assassination because little do they know, and little does the public know, but several attempts have already been made on Trump's life. From my understanding, there have been at least four. And I'm not talking about the child in the audience that grabbed the gun from the police officer at one of his rallies. I'm not talking about the guy that was trying to rush him from the stage or anything like that. I'm not talking about those instances. There are at least three or four other instances that have not been released to the public that I have been made aware of that Trump um, may have been um, may have been targeted for assassination already, and I fully believe that Pence was set up to be the Lyndon Bain Johnson to the John F. Kennedy of Donald Trump. Um, and and I believe when I saw that man, and I'm looking at his picture right now, that he is one of those individuals. And so even during George Bush's funeral, Mr. George Walker Bush. Sorry, Herbert Walker Bush. I'm sorry, I had to stop and think for a minute because I was like, George W. Yeah, uh, the son. No, 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 no. Oh, goodness, that, that, that boy. Um, but Herbert Walker Bush. Um, he 
at his funeral. If anyone was paying attention, I'm sure there there are many that were. Some of y'all might be new to this information, and some of y'all who are our patriots and have been following already know this information. Was um, it was at this funeral that several hidden and secret letters notes were given out to specific members of the deep state and the operation that is colluding to bring down the United States of America in a coup. It was a silent one, but now they're getting kind of vocal. Pence and his wife were among that group of individuals. Um, You had the Clintons, you had the Obamas, uh, you had the Bidens, the Pences, the Bushes. Um, Some members of the press received these notes there was a lot of speculation about was what was written on those letters, but if you go back and review uh, President Bush's funeral, um, you will see that this is something that actually occurs. And let me think. Uh, Hillary seems to respond to it as if though she were trying to have a non-response. Uh, Michelle Obama looked worried, and the Bidens just looked... <laughs> Uh, the Biden's wife looked like she was freaking out. So, and um, the Pences didn't even open their letter. I think maybe the wife kind of put it in her folder and then kind of peeked at it, but they did not make word one about it expression-wise. <sighs> Dear old Jeb Bush, who's just the easiest person to read, uh, he he his face dropped whenever he read that note. And uh, W stood there. In a silent indignation, maybe shame, maybe accepting the consequences of what were to come. While Barbara just looked pissed off as hell, because what's in that note he was able to confirm, so we don't know what it is. Uh, I believe speculation was that they were going to be indicted, all of them, for treason. Um, after all, George Bush and... John McCain were both executed for treason, among other things. George Bush also, including human sex trafficking, as he was the founding leader of the CIA. And those shenanigans were happening through them. That's one of the uh, one of the charges that was brought against him that he pled guilty to. And uh, because of going back to the CIA and all that stuff. Um, they all had a hand in it. They all had a part in it. And it's just, it's it's very interesting to note that pedophilia and human trafficking is the route that these people had to go to blackmail these individuals and to keep them under control and keep them under power. And, um, these 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 individuals uh, succumb to it, like I said, whether willingly or whether because they just lust for that power so bad that they have to get involved. And then you have the celebrities. And I, it really makes me wonder, because it, it takes me back to the case with Maria Abramovich. And it really breaks my heart, because I remember when I was probably... I don't know, this had to be going on nearly 20 years ago that I saw an art installation that Maria Abramovich brought um, to the general public because I didn't know who she was as an artist until I saw this. And it was 
fascinating. Um, it brought tears to my eyes whenever I saw it because I could somehow relate to it. And in that in, in that installation, um, and and some of y'all had probably seen it. Um, she uh, basically sat in an empty um, gallery. And it, it was an exercise in connecting humans with each other. And she wanted to connect and show her art that way to her patrons. And so they would come over and they would um, sit in front of her and they would make eye contact with her and nothing would be said. They would just peer into each other's eyes. And now I kind of wonder if there was some other kind of some other kind of uh, thing going on with her, if she had an ulterior motive for doing this, because now as I've learned, this Serbian artist is, you know, involved in Satanism and witchcraft and things of that nature, so I don't know, maybe she was taking energy or giving energy during this entire process where dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of art patrons came to participate in this art installation, but the thing that I was, the point of it for me what touched me was when um, one of her former lovers showed up. And I just thought, oh my God, this is just, it was, it was amazing art to me to see that. And it hurts because, because it touched me so deeply. And then to know that this woman is involved in these things where, where, uh, if you've heard of spirit cooking, and uh, that was a hot topic for a while when Pizzagate was floating around and, um, you know, it, it just, it just sickens me. I, I couldn't even believe it whenever they said that, uh, they named her as being this, uh, this person who, um, the celebrities flock to, to participate in these rituals, you know, um, uh, it's insane to me and, uh, and, and the spirit cooking and the witchcraft and the human sacrifice, um, that she's involved in that, or Marina, I've been saying Maria, I'm sorry, Marina Abramovic. Um, it's just, it's disgusting, and, and the, the point of the matter was the celebrities are involved. These individuals, these individuals who, um, who, who are involved in that. And I know, since I've been privy to some of this information, and, and as I've stated in my Origins episode, you know, this stuff comes to me um, in any form or fashion. First of all, this program is based off an aggregate of news, um, uh, but it, it, there is there are several years of information and and resources and sources that I've been exposed to, um, some of which have stuck and some of which have resonated as truth. Um, and and if they're not, you know, most definitely I would be the first one to say, hey, I said this and I was wrong about it, and here's what really happened, because I am not of such an ego that I need to prove my point and to be right is not as important as ensuring that the truth of the matter is being put out there. So um, I was uh, I was, and you know, I did it in a very plain fashion. Uh, but, you know, I could be uh, among associates, peers, you know, I could be among friends and I could tell them, you know, hey, you better get ready because Lady Gaga is going to be, you know, locked up for pedophilia and human sacrifice soon. And they're like, what the hell are you talking about? 
And I'm um, like, well, you know, you better get ready because Queen Bee is going to go down. Her and Jay-Z, you know, they've been kind of involved with, you know, you know, pedophilia and stuff like that. And I, I say it kind of tongue-in-cheek. It's not not anything that is on an official docket, but there are still thousands of sealed indictments that are waiting to be unsealed. And for all we know, some of their names can be involved. But I do know that these individuals, Lady Gaga included, do participate in these satanic rituals with Marina Abramovic. And the activities that have been described of are as being for real. And... Um, some of the reasons why these individuals participate in it, uh, the reasons why they go after children, uh, it's, it very much has to do with an energetic and a spiritual level um, of why they do the things that they do um, and how they feel that those activities will help them or will provide for them some type of sustenance. And by them, I mean the participants, I mean the celebrities, the politicians, the financiers, the bankers who do these things, the oligarchs, the world, the people in the world power, the George Soros's of the world and higher. Um, but yeah, um, so this episode most definitely was a little <clears throat> off topic, especially for Queer Voice and uh, its main focal drive, but this is information that you will need to know. This is information that I think would be most beneficial for my community to know. And again, I'm not tr trying to segregate, you know, the LGBT community from, you know, any other community. Homosexual, heterosexual, it's very important that all sexuals understand and know what's going on. And there just are not enough voices out there that are talking about it. Um, because if, if they're not going to be able to bring down these individuals for treason or for sedition or for, you know, performing a silent coup or for attempted assassinations or anything like that, they're going to get them for this. That is running human trafficking, sex rings, pedophilia. They're going to get them from that because pedophilia, as I've heard said, is the currency of these individuals. And that is how they get in power and stay in power. Um, it's a circle of black a blackmail. It's a ring of blackmail. You know, when you're in, you're in. And if you're out, you're gone. So uh, I, think it, I think it is a very important topic. It's going to be one of the most talked about topics this upcoming week. It's going to be in the news cycle. I think right now, the uh, the uh, talking heads at the Mockingbird Media and the politicians are very, very lucky. And I and I, I don't mean this in an apathetic or in in, in a uh, in any kind of debased way. But they're very lucky that there have been like this earthquake that happened in California this week because they're able to fill the new cycles with earthquakes and the study of, you know, volcanism or, you know, plate tectonics. This weekend, they're able to fill the new cycle with that while they prepare their spin for Monday. So get ready for it because starting Monday, you're going to hear it. You're going to hear it, hear it, hear it from the Mockingbird Talking Head Media. And they're going to push the Epstein-Trump collusion idea into the grave. And once again, they're going to hit granite. They're going to hit, they're going to hit um, bedrock and... They're not going to get far with it before it blows up in their faces. So, uh, 
This is Michael Aaron Casades signing off for tonight. I thank you for tuning in to another episode of Queer Voice. I will be back shortly, and I think in the next episode, we're going to talk about the wall and immigrants and a little hypocritical liar named Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Till then, have a good day, have a good morning, have a good night, and remember to always stay in the love and the light. Till then, take care.